Hello and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. I'm Evan Camacho. Every week, Evan and I meet to rank all the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne from Aegon the Conqueror to Joffrey. We rank the these men from George R. R. Martin's world as if they were real people. And uh, so, every week, uh, I come in as a book fan, Evan as a more uh, free, just a fan of the show, mm-hmm. who's only seen the eight seasons. We're about... As we record this, we're about halfway through the eighth season, so we'll see where that goes. We're not going to comment on that though, in the in the show. So this week we last week we covered Darren the Second, who was uh, the first king to have to deal with the Blackfire rebels, and we both said that he was a very good king. In fact, he is as of right now third on our list, and he also. We decided he was a dragon. Mm-hmm. He was a very good king. The only thing we quibbled about was how great of a king and how great of a dragon he was, but he was a dragon. Oh, yeah. So, let's see how his successor and his son can measure up to that legacy. This week we are covering Ares I of his name. This is not the Mad King. That is Ares II. Right. Who, who is very closer to the horizon than... Some might expect. Mm-hmm. So, officially, actually, Evan, just as a fun fact, mm-hmm. we are at the point now in game in the in the story where at least one character from Game of Thrones is alive. Ooh! But he's not going to be mentioned in this episode. Interesting. Although, actually, one might. Kind of, but it's not clear it's that character in Game of Thrones, the show. So, that's just a fun fact for you to, for Evan, the non-book fan, to, to have in the back of his head. So, but Evan, and uh, to show like how much Evan knows coming into this show, what can you tell me about Ares the First? Not much. I don't really know anything about him. Okay, perfect. As always. So, does he have a nickname? No. no. Though so many people described him as weak that he might have as well have been known as Ares the Weak. Aww. I would also personally dub him things like Ares the Puppet or Ares the Apathetic. Uh-oh. So, that's kind of a bit of a hint for wh- what, what his reign is like, but mm. we're going to actually get, go into, as we go on, like, Regardless of what he was as a person, what do we think of him as a reign right. and his time as king as we get into it? And we judge everyone fairly. Actually, we've had our first kind of review. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the Reddit commentators complimented us for being very fair and balanced in our approach and that we try to judge them fairly. Mm-hmm. We were even trying to... We've tried to find some virtues even in the worst of the Targaryen kings we've encountered. Right. And we've also been able to take some of the best ones at, at, to task for their mistakes. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are biased in our imaginary evaluations. Yes. So, about the sources, almost everything we know about him comes from 
the world of ice and fire, though he is discussed several times in the tales of Duncan Egg. Nice. He is uh, the king during uh, the second two, uh, uh, and third of the published books in the Duncan Egg series. Mm. So, with that, mm-hmm. we have the life of Ares. Here we go with the main life portion. The life of Ares Targaryen. Ares was the second son of Darren II. Unlike his brothers Baelor and Makar, who were warriors, he liked to read and was a very smart man. Okay. When the Great Spring Sickness occurred, both of Baelor Breakspear's sons and heirs died in the plague just before King Darren II would die of the Spring Sickness. Hmm. The Spring Sickness consumed thousands, but Ares was one of the survivors and was crowned the king. Hmm. His first and most significant act was to appoint Brynden Rivers as Hand of the King. Brynden Rivers was a bastard son of Aegon IV. Brynden was was albino with a red birthmark on his face that resembled a raven, though Sir Duncan the Tall later said that it just looked like a blotch to him. He would be forever known as Blood Raven. Nice. Blood Raven, like Bittersteel... Damon Blackfire and other great bastards would be legitimized by Aegon the Unworthy. Bloodraven was a great bastard because he was the he was the son of not only the king but also of a lady. His mother was Be- Betha Blackwood. Bloodraven was descended from the Blackwoods, who had been in constant strife with a rival family of the Brackens centuries before Aegon the Conqueror had arrived. His great rival was his half-brother, Agor Rivers, called Bittersteel, who was descended from the Brackens. It can be argued very persuasively that Bloodraven and Bittersteel would elevate the Bracken-Blackwood enmity to the entire realm, as Bittersteel would constantly lead Blackfire rebellions, while Bloodraven consistently fought for the Targaryens. Nice. Their own feud first began, just like Darren and Daemon's, over a woman. Their half-sister, Shiera Seastar, was another of, a- of the bastard daughter of Aegon the Unworthy. Although Bittersteel was greatly infatuated with Shiera, she became Bloodraven's paramour. Hmm. Bloodraven had fought in the first Blackfire Rebellion, as stated in the last episode. His archers killed Daemon Blackfire and his two sons, Aegon and Aemon. Bittersteel angrily tried to still fight on with the rebels and had a great clash with Bloodraven, with Bittersteel taking out one of Bloodraven's eyes. But Bittersteel, in the end, fled to the east. Bloodraven was dubbed a kinslayer for killing Daemon Blackfire. Bloodraven and Ares are reported to have gotten along well from their mutual interest in magic. Cool. Many accused Bloodraven of being a wicked sorcerer who bewitched Ares. Shiera Seastar supposedly bathed in blood to preserve her beauty, at least according to legend. While Bloodraven likely never did bewitch Ares, Bloodraven did have some magical skills. Ares, having appointed Bloodraven as his hand, left the governing of the realm mostly to Bloodraven while he went to study books. This was very unpopular with the people, both because Ares was seen as weak and ineffectual, and Bloodraven was seen as a bastard, kinslaying sorcerer. A bastard was the true ruler of Westeros. Oh, that's ironic. 
Bloodraven employed numerous spies to prevent any treason from spreading. Mostly this was all focused on Blackfire sympathy. The realm was paralyzed with fear of Bloodraven. Many were cautious in saying something that could be construed as treason. A popular riddle was, How many eyes does Lord Bloodraven have? A thousand eyes and one. Because all of his spies are as thousand eyes, except for his one eye. Interesting. Ares took no interest in his wife, Eleanor Penrose. The small council thought it may have simply been because he did not care for her and suggested, he can, and suggested putting her aside and marrying another woman. He refused to do so, but the marriage seems to have never been consummated. Curious. Ares does not seem to be gay, but asexual. He seems to share the same kind of attitude and sexual preferences of his ancestor, Archmaester Vagon Targaryen. Mm. The son of Jaehaerys, who he sent to be a maester. Interesting. After the spring sickness, a long summer came to Westeros, but the summer proved to be a curse rather than a blessing. The long summer led to a great drought that led to thousands dying. Crops would shrivel and die, rivers disappeared, and all throughout this time, Ares sat in his castle, reading books rather than tend to his people. At th- as this was going on, Dagon Greyjoy began a reign of terror on the north and on Lannisport. Ares and Bloodraven simply let the Greyjoys rape and raid villages making even more people hate them both. Because Ares was perceived as weak and unpopular among, the, among all... weak and unpopular along with all rebel hostages dying from the spring sickness, the Blackfires planned a rebellion. Of course. However, the main figurehead of the second Blackfire rebellion, the self-proclaimed Daemon II, was not supported by Bittersteel, as he was likely gay and also not much of a warrior. Damon II landed in Westeros in disguise, and they planned to stage a tournament where, officially, a Frey married a Butterwell. Lord Butterwell, the former Hand of the King under King Darren II, yes. who was accused of dithering, was a very rich lord, and he would fund the Blackfire rebels combined with the money of the Freys. The conspirators planned to have Damon win the tourney and gain a dragon egg before revealing himself as Damon II and starting the second Blackfire Rebellion. However, the plot was foiled in part by the heroics of Sir Duncan the Tall and Sir Glendon Ball. Also, a spy, or perhaps Bloodraven using his ability to appear as another man, slipped into the wedding and alerted Bloodraven of the plot. Bloodraven arrived with, a, with an army to wipe out the rebels. A humiliated and defeated Damon II tried to rally his forces, but they abandoned the boy. Damon foolhardily tried to challenge Bloodraven to single combat for the realm, but he was simply arrested. Yeah, it's it's kind of tragically comical. Yeah. As they would later say, the first Blackfire Rebellion ended with the horror of Redgrass Fields. The second Blackfire Rebellion ended with a whimper. Well, that'll do it. Lord Bloodraven let Lord Butterwell survive, but he ordered his castle white walls to be torn down. 
Lord Butterwell's cowardice saved him his head. Huh. But Lord Gorman Peake and others of the so-called so-called leaders of the Second Blackfire Rebellion were executed. Bloodraven chose to spare Damon II and hold him hostage to prevent the Blackfires from rebelling once more as their legitimate king was being held in King's Landing. Huh. However, Damon II would die of sickness while in captivity. With the Blackfires free to proclaim a new king, they prepared another invasion of Westeros. This time, led by Bittersteel, they proclaimed Damon I's fourth son, Hagon, as Hagon I, and invaded Westeros with Bittersteel's army of sellswords, the Golden Company. Yes. You might have heard them. Uh, they do appear in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Ares would be the commander of, of this army, officially, but the actual command of the army was left to his younger brother, Makar, and Bloodraven. <clears throat> the third Blackfire Rebellion would be another resolve resounding victory for the Targaryens. Hagon I surrendered, but he was still executed while, while being, after surrendering his arms. Bittersteel, however, was brought before Ares. Although Bloodraven and Prince Arion Brightflame urged the king to kill Bittersteel, Ares instead chose to be merciful and ordered that Bittersteel would join the Night's Watch. However, Bittersteel managed to escape during the journey to the Wall and fled to the east to plan another, plan and plot another rebellion. Of course. Ares, having no children with Eleanor, named his younger brother Rhaegal as his heir. When, when kind-hearted but also mad Rhaegal died of sickness, he named Rhaegal's son Aelor as his heir. However, Aelor would die due to some strange accident by his twin sister-wife, Aelora. Elora was then surprisingly designated as Ares' heir, despite all the trauma of the Dance of the Dragons. Weird. But Elora did not last a year longer after Elora's death. She was, quote-unquote, attacked by three men known as the Rat, the Pig, and the Hawk. Elora would commit suicide. With all of Rhaegal's children dead and Ares childless, he would choose Makar as his heir. Ares later died of illness. He was not mourned by m many. Yeah. And that's the story of Ares, the first of his name. Hmm. Strange. Strange. So, now let's get to the ranking part. All right. So, uh, here's what I could say for him about the king. So first off, he ruled for 12 years, so 12 points automatically for that. Not bad. Not bad. So, he... Here's all I could, could, find, could measure up to, to say about, about Ares. Hmm. Okay. Is that he... Is that during his reign... Two Blackfire rebellions would be quelled, the... which is major points. Yeah, and it could be argued that he appointed the right people to govern the realm for him. Yes. So we have given points in the past for for being the right person to appoint other people for being a good commander. 
And I could say the same could ultimately be somewhat said for delegating the right people to manage and govern for you. Yes. But the fact that two rebellions happened, and yes, they were put down, but it weren't, wasn't really the king who did it. I'm going to subtract quite a few points for that. Yes. So, I mean, he didn't actively screw up. And but he, he also didn't, didn't actively involve himself either. Exactly. I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him a five, only because it could have been a lot worse. I am right there with you. The only reason he gets that point is because he appointed Blood Raven, who, even if Blood Raven was as tyrannical as some people perceive him as, yeah, he, he was managing the ship well enough. Exactly. Or it could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been way worse. Yes. Like, uh, in, in, in Blood Raven's defense, what, what basically, why he didn't, he would crush the the Greyjoys. It was just like he was focused on like he knew that a second Blackfire rebellion was being planned. Yeah. So that's what he was focused on. And the minute like that that rebellion was quelled, he immediately turned his eyes to the Greyjoys, and that was pretty much like crushed by the Lannisters themselves. Right. And he did it very quickly. So I am of that uh, uh, right there with you. I'm only going to give him five because he appointed Blood Raven. So we're oh. oh, actually, okay. This is calling back to a much earlier episodes, but mm -hmm. Evan. Yes. So, like, I remember when we talked about Jaharis about how Septon Barth was considered the greatest hand of the king. Yeah. And I said there were going to be two in this episode in this show that I would argue could give him a run for his money. Okay. The two, I would say, we've already met one, and we declared him a dragon. Was I would say Viserys the second. Yes. And Blood Raven are probably two of the greatest hands of the kings in the whole of, of the history of Westeros. I agree. Blood Raven's not over, also, by the way. We got a couple more episodes of Blood Raven. Nice. Blood Raven, I, I'm going to also say it right now, unless we do a special episode for him, mm -hmm. but I'm going to call it right now Blood Raven is Dragon. Yes. Blood Raven is Dragon, but mm -hmm. we'll see where we rank. Where, where we render the verdict with Ares, but Blood Raven is a total dragon. I agree. He's like, has a clear, humongous impact on history, and he's such an interesting character. Yes. So, okay. So, 10 for Ares for the king. Completely middle of the range. Exactly. Like that, that's the first time we've ever done that kind of score, where it's like, we can't, like, he, he did, he, he didn't. Just, he literally did nothing. He did nothing, but he pointed the right people for where it, to where we can't like give him nothing either. So, in the category of the warrior, he yeah. appointed the right people to win the third Blackfire Rebellion. Exactly. So, still going to give him points for that, albeit I'm not that impressed with with what he's done. But he was not the warrior that his other brothers were, and he recognized such. That's true. That's true. There's some points for knowing your own limitations. I come, come, This is the only one where I'm very comfortable giving higher marks yeah. to. Uh -huh. I don't know. I, I can't give him like as high as like we gave Rhaenyra for this, though. We can't. Like I am comfortable though giving him about a six because like that's as like that's just a good 
leader in general of like appointing the right people. For sure. So I'm read- comfortable giving him a six. Yes. You? Six. You read my mind. Yeah. That's exactly what I would have given. We're pretty simpatico so far. So, okay. So, tw- so 12 for the warrior. Now we get into the, honestly, the big one where I'm going to be a bit more honest and blunt. Yeah. The big negative category, madness and misrule. Yeah, this was bad. So, throughout the entirety of his reign, he was ridiculed or criticized as being nothing but a puppet king to Blood Raven. There could have been worse people he could have been a puppet to. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, well, we remember with the Aegon the third episode. Oh, yes. Of, That's... like, when he was a puppet, he was the puppet of someone far worse, Unwin Peak. Yeah. Ares was extremely inattentive to the needs of, the, of his people, instead focusing on books. Right. During his time as king, the Great Spring Sickness led to him becoming king, and he did nothing to seem to show any care, nor did he seem to care about the Great Drought or the Greyjoy raids. Uh, They did get put down, but the fact that he just doesn't seem to care or want to rule, definitely a lot of falter there. His only major significant decision was to refuse to execute Bittersteel. While this was a noble act, Bittersteel would escape and continue being a threat to the realm. That's the problem. That's, uh, that's bad. I can admire the, the sincerity and the honesty of, of that decision. But it was a bad decision. Also, even though he might probably did not support it, under his... Under his rule, Hagon I was executed when he had surrendered. Yeah, that was a mistake. That's a humongous mistake. And that's like just further fuel to the black fires of like that they are not just rulers. Right. And pres- he did allow Damon the on the positive side we could have said earlier though right. is he allowed Damon the second to live. I still think it was. A, I still think him letting someone live rather than not killing him was still. That was a mistake. He should have let Hagon live, right? And and gotten rid of Bitterseal. Agreed. That being said, he had no real sway over Hagon's death. Hagon's death seems to be a, like a spur of the moment thing made by like disgruntled soldiers. Yeah, you don't argue with your soldiers. And so, like, he had no control over that. No. And even though it was the honorable thing to do, I like I'm sorry. It was a bad move. It was a bad move. Simple as that. I'm I don't know. It's like it's like if it had worked, if it had actually been in the Night's Watch, then yeah, that was but like part of it it was like was like when he was being transported, Blackfire Simba Simba Sympathetic people were the ones who let him go. Exactly. So that's like it's like he didn't account for that. He didn't think of that. Mm-mm. He thought he was untouchable. I have to give him. I have to give him an eight. Okay, I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm 100 right there with you. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, like to be a tiny bit blunt. Mm-hmm. 
this might be getting into it and where where we might get into the final verdict but yeah. like but like he is one of the most like unworthy men to be king yeah cuz like he didn't it's like it's even worse than like Viserys the 1st like even the bad kings wanted to be king exactly they just were were bad at it he does not want to be king and isn't good at it it's like so I don't understand why he accepted it. The only the only reason he doesn't get, in my opinion, a perfect ten is because he didn't actively try to screw up. I don't know though. I, I am more critical because, and why I give him an eight is because like he, inaction becomes action. True. And like he was all ultimately actively misruling because he didn't rule. Because he did nothing. He just, like, stepped... Just went to the citadels and read the entire time. And yes, he, he does, by the way, find a very interesting thing to read that does become important later on. Right. But what he found actually helped further doom his dynasty. Oh, no. Which we'll maybe get into as we go along. So... It's Getting still- into so both of us are eight, so that gives him a score of sixteen. So for for a man who technically his reign wasn't outright the worst, that's pretty damn high. It is. That's it, pretty high. Thankfully, he doesn't he doesn't seem to err on the madness, but he's he's just a, such a poor ruler that. Yeah, stuff. well, well, he he's like the greatest example of of something that George R. R. Martin firmly believes, and and his series is all about is how much is being a, a good person synonymous yeah. with being a good ruler, right? Because like, just like his like very like the person that sounds a lot like him of Aenys, like Aenys and Ares don't strike me as like bad guys. Not a bad guy. This is not meant to be king. Yeah, really not meant to be king. So I'm sending the portrait over to Evan right now to see and judge. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? He looks like a scholarly gentleman, but he does not really look like a king. He almost looks a bit like a uh, like a regal Merlin. I could see him almost kingly. I could see him as a wise man. I could see him as a wise man, but unfortunately, I don't see him as a true ruler. I could see the ruler in him. I can see the potential. That's why I'm going to be a bit nicer. I, I, out of five, I would give him a, I'd give him a four. I, 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 I could, I would follow you. I would follow you. You just have to lead me. True. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'd, I'd give him three and a half. Okay. I would follow him. He just needs to lead me. I know, but he didn't lead. He didn't do what he was born for. Well. To me, on the technically side, he wasn't, like, he didn't expect to rule. No. Which is going to become a very common theme for the next bunch of rulers, is none of them were expected to rule. Right. But then we'll find out who among them is, just because they're not expected to rule, Jaehaerys wasn't expected to rule. So that doesn't mean anything, theoretically. Uh. Jaehaerys didn't it wasn't expected to rule, and he was 
he's our highest scoring king. That's true. That's so true. he was the third brother. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Otherwise, is the ruling, co- ruling and conquering are not the same thing. No, they're not. And that has faltered many, many, many leaders in in ancient times and medieval times, and even modern day to a certain extent. Winning, in, I love what Tyrion says. Winning and ruling, no, no, not Tyrion. Tywin. Tywin says this, and he sums it up very well. Winning and ruling are not the same thing. No, they are not. And we'll, we'll we'll touch on that very much so when we get to the king that he's referring to, but that's given time. So the final verdict. Though, the big question at the end of the day, is he a dragon or a dud? Is he someone to remember, or is he just ultimately a footnote? He is a complete and utter dud and footnote. He really is. Like, I would almost be tempted to say, like, because his reign is so bad, and he's such a, like, demonstratively, like, good man, but bad, but terrible king... Yeah. That I would almost say dragon, but just like looking from what his time period was, like no one would remember him. He is such a footnote. Yeah. And like as we said before, Blood Raven. Blood Raven is the king. Blood right. Raven, yeah. Blood Raven is the dragon. Mm-hmm. Not Ares. No one would remember Ares. No. And rightfully so. Yeah, like I would call him almost after talking about this, I would ultimately like he's almost more worthy of the name of 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 the unworthy than Aegon the Fourth. Well, the only reason I'm arguing I'm going to argue with that is because Aegon the Fourth, he not only didn't care, he almost actively sabotaged. Yeah, that's and, the difference. And his legacy was just, oh my God, what did you do, you yeah. imbecile? Yep. Like there's Brooks and then there's this guy. Yeah. He's the more benign version of that. Exactly. Well, I mean, the way, best way to describe it is I look at these Blackfire rebellions in a bizarre way. If you were to compare it to somewhat of history, I'd almost compare it, maybe not as terrible, but the crisis of the third century uh, in Roman oh. Empire. It was literally just 50 years of just civil war, plague, and economic crisis. Yeah. Um, again, not quite as serious, but just you look back at these rulers and you're just thinking, what did you, what were you thinking? Well, to be blunt, also, it's like because he was so weak as a king, yeah. the Blackfires recognized this guy is really unpopular. This is the time to strike. Right, which is wise. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Okay, well, so I think we've talked to everything we can talk about him. I agree. And uh, we both don't really like him. No, we don't. Like, I can even, like, kind of say, like, well, you're not, like, a bad dude, but... Not a bad. I don't even like you as a person because, like, you're because you got a duty and you're not doing your duty. Yeah, you've got the most important duty in the world and you're not doing it. Get to work, punk. Okay, with that, we as young people but talking like old men will sign off with you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ranking Thrones. Tune in next week. We are going to talk about Makar the first. So see you then. See you then, everyone.